well over a week since the Pakistan election results, we still can't say who won or lost. Nor can we say who's going to form the new government. The winners, the losers, or a combination of the winner and some losers, or all of the losers together, that last is actually the likeliest. As this tamasha plays out in Pakistan, it gives us a breather to raise a more substantive question. Has democracy won or lost in this election in that country? Generally, it's been accepted that each election has strengthened the democratic impulse in Pakistan, barring, of course, the odd party-less election. In fact, there were a few in the mix, but, but they were deemed king's parties. This is, what, this, is, this is what happened under General Musharraf. He had some parties, but these were parties that he put up, not conventional parties. In fact, leaders of all conventional parties were in exile. That is, the, that is Nawaz Sharif, Benazir Bhutto, the MKM leader, they were all in exile. Altaf Hussain, he had floated some parties or sponsored some parties loyal to him, which were then called King's Parties. This was under General Musharraf in 2002. Barring that, barring something like that, all elections have not ushered in a perfect democracy, but moved Pakistan towards democracy. This is a, there is a Pakistani innovation, the kind of election that Musharraf held, for example. Zia had held something like that earlier, and I will come to that. This is a Pakistani innovation in which dictators stage a facade of elections to give themselves legitimacy and also bestow upon themselves a right to claim, but I am no dictator. See, in my referendum, I just got 98.5% votes. That reference, in fact, if you, if you follow Pakistan, you must have guessed already, but if you haven't, that reference was to Zia in 1984 with his Islamized referendum. That was a referendum on Islamization through which he sought legitimacy for himself and 98.5% people said that they agreed. So he got endorsement of 98.5% for himself. I'd like to meet the remaining 1.5% who did not vote in his favor. I don't know what happened to them. The next formal dictator after him Musharraf in 1999. I say formal dictator because, because I have to qualify it. Because the army has always been the dictator, but informally, as in, as in leading from behind. The first formal dictator after him was General Parvez, Parvez Musharraf in 1999. He refrained from calling himself Chief Martial Law Administrator or even President to begin with. He started out as Chief Executive because he was shy of calling himself the president or chief martial law administrator. In the course of time, he lost that shyness and became president, if not CMLA. A hesitation about formal dictatorship had begun to grow among the Pakistani generals. Post-Musharraf, it has evolved an entirely unique doctrine where it can wield power without holding it, absolutely not holding it. Formally, never mind who gets elected. The power stays with them. Army was no longer the conductor of an opera, but, but more like the puppeteer behind the scene. These hybrid governments were also unique Pakistani innovation in global politics until, until this latest election. This latest election changed this equation or challenged this equation. Probably it will fail to change it, but it challenged it. In fact, I would go take you back to 2018. In fact, I would say that this was a very convenient arrangement. It was working fine until the Pakistani army blundered in choosing Imran Khan as their favored puppet in 2018. In fact, that's where the puppeteer went wrong. 
that is the reason we ask the question now irrespective of which party comes to rule pakistan has democracy won or lost out in this election i'm giving you both options here with arguments in favor of each first why democracy has won is easier to argue the army and the judiciary unfortunately but characteristically in cahoots with it disqualified the leading contender and his party from contesting that's imran and his pti pakistan tehreek e insaf they sent him to and his they sent him and his deputies to jail and froze their symbol the bat the cricket bat they also brought back their new favorite in mohammad nawaz sharif who they had rudely and dictatorially removed jailed and exiled in 2018 of course the same judiciary which convicted jailed and disqualified him from public office has now reversed everything since it is pakistan no surprise here this surprise was delivered now by the voters who contemptuously tossed the army slash establishment queues to defeat their chosen parties and preferred the independence under diverse symbols fielded by imran from prison it's only through social media that imran and, and his people let voters know which independents were actually their proxies this is a stunning political and moral defeat for the pakistani army now we know that moral doesn't bother the generals and political they can always fix as they are doing right now none of this however changes the fact that this is the first time in the history that pakistan's people have risen to vote against their army they've defeated their army this election saw also by the way more than 70% voting against an indifferent average of 40 to 42% in the past all of this is a win for democracy imran was like a favorite son for the army who went prodigal on them much too soon he confronted them with a the new ideology let's call it imranism a destructive mix of conservative islam ultra nationalism economic populism and an insurgency against the system also anti westernism the ghq was completely stumped now so far they had dealt with politicians who were rational at least to the extent of understanding self preservation imran they were not designed to deal with so they had to squash him question this election shows how spectacularly they have failed if the people of pakistan rose and thumbed their noses at the army which they revered all of these decades it's a victory for democracy i'd say that irrespective of how irrational imran is how destructive his politics for his own nation is and how dangerous it is for his neighbors especially india and also irrespective of how critical i have been on him and shall continue to be so he is dangerous for his country his neighbors and anybody comes close to him in his new political avatar the bottom line however is that imran has defeated his army from a prison cell how do we then argue on the contrary that democracy is actually the loser in this election i told you there are two options and i will give you arguments in favor of both so the second argument that democracy is the loser in this election the simple argument that the side that has won is kept out of power but a coalition of losers will most likely be installed is only part of the story the larger point is that the army is still so powerful that it can toss the voters will after losing an election so it can actually declare victory after losing an election and without fighting an election because no matter what happens we will always be on the winning side or let me put it differently ours will always be the winning side usually the army waited a couple of years or three sometimes three before pulling down an elected government that's the reason no elected prime minister in pakistan has served their full five year term 
Now it hasn't even waited for the ink on the ballot papers to dry. It lost the election. The army lost the election in spite of manipulating the playing field, changing the rules, doing to the, doing to the counting process something that is a hundred times worse than the ball tampering of the Imran Khan era and still failed to win. But you know what? For the Pakistani army, it still doesn't matter. If we go with the view that democracy won because the army got defeated by the voter, how do we reconcile that with the hard reality that the government that comes will be even more subservient to the army than any other in the past? The turn in Pakistan can be easily compared with so many Islamic nations in the Middle East in the Arab Spring, one or before the Arab Spring, in fact, Algeria. Many of these states had elections, some the first in their modern history, in fact, some the first in their history ever, but each one brought to power an ideology and a political force that the system found accept acceptable, mostly forces of Muslim Brotherhood. These forces were deeply Islamist, populist and anti-Western and conservative. In each case, either the military or a militarized old establishment threw these out and restored dictatorships. Think Egypt, Syria, Algeria before all of these, Tunisia as it's sliding back. Everywhere in this Islamic world, the army was seen as a force of modernity and moderation. Pakistan is seeing a replay of this. The fact is, however reprehensible this subversion of democracy is, it might still serve the interests of Pakistan and its people better, better than an Imran Khan populist government. The rest of the world, led by the US and even China, will be relieved if the Islamist populists represented by Imran are kept out. And certainly Pakistan's neighbors will be relieved. India will be the happiest with a government fronted by the Sharifs and backstopped by the army. At least it will be a rational one and not come wrapped in a suicide vest like Imran Khan's. Which leaves us with a third question. Besides debating whether democracy won or lost in Pakistan, is a country ready for democracy just because it can hold elections when its institutions haven't yet matured? and acquired the stature to protect it, not, not if all they can do is play their army subaltern and dutifully follow its orders like Pakistani Judiciary and Election Commission. A real democracy is founded on institutions nurtured over long, patient and often painful decades. Until then, whether democracy won or lost in an election will remain an academic question at best.